Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Hello and welcome to another Flying Solo podcast. If you've yet to check out premium membership, please do as there's a mass of tools and benefits to help your business stand out and to ensure you stay at the top of your game. As part of membership, you get a full page listing in our directory, entry to a private discussion group, access to a library of over 80 how-to videos, a copy of our best-selling book and a whole lot more, all for just $99. Head to the join page to find out more. Now, today I'm speaking to Warwick Bidwell, who I've not spoken to for a while. And well, let's find out what he's all about. Hello, Warwick. G'day, Robert. How are you, mate? I'm very good. Look, it's oh, listen to your lovely dulcet tones with your. (laughs) your I'm using fancy equipment to achieve that, mate. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Look, aren't we all? So, look, that's that's terrific. Thank Warwick. It's great to have you here. Now, we have spoken, but not for quite a while. At least, not on the Flying Solo podcast uh, for quite a while. Um, So, you run a your own podcast called the Tradies Podcast. Correct. The Tradies Business Show, yes. Tradies Business Show, to give it its proper title. Um, (laughs) So, look, that's that's such a great niche. What got you, it's your niche that I'd really like to uh, explore with you. So, Mm -hmm. can I ask you, let's backtrack a bit. How did you get here? Gee whiz, mate. How long have you got? (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't worry. I'll I'll keep you moving. Yeah, thanks, mate. It's kind of funny to be on this side of the uh, mm. the interview, mate. I'm I'm uh, I'm not sure I feel totally comfortable about being an interviewee instead of the interviewer. <laughs> I like to be in the seat of power, Robert. But oh. um, look, mate, uh, how did I get to be here? I guess uh, it's been a, a bit of a an evolution from you know really quickly go all the way back to school where mm. I wanted to uh, quit school at 15 and go onto the tools with my dad, who's a builder. Okay. Uh, or he was a builder, and yep. um, my whole family are all construction and trades workers, so mechanics and builders and everything. Um, and so it was natural for me to want to do that and follow in my father's footsteps, being the eldest son. Sure. Uh, and is that what you un- did? No. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I'm I'm still trying to work that out in my forties <laughs> as to whether this was a good thing. But I was actually very good at school academically and and right. uh, not so gifted with sports. So I tended to spend a lot of time in the library. Okay. And um, my my dad's um, paradigm, and this is really a big part of my purpose for mm. the Trading Business Show and uh, the other stuff that I do, is his belief was that if I became a tradie, um, I would end up like him, which was you know physically exhausted and, and a little bit wrecked. And not very financial because he found it very hard um, doing what he did to make money. 
Mm, okay. So they uh, promptly encouraged me to finish high school and go off to university and study business and accounting, which I did. Um, right. Absolutely detested that. Whilst you were going through that, were you, were you, uh, was there any kind of uh, mild resentment that you hadn't been allowed to leave school or were you, were you kind of on the path and you're going, okay, yeah, this makes sense. I'll do this. It all became very, um, very left brained. So very much about, I'm choosing a career. I mean, I remember going to the uh, careers counselling things at the universities mm. uh, when I was still in high school to figure out which degree I was going to do. Right. And it all came down to job prospects and income. Okay. There was, there was nothing in there about passion or purpose or anything, right. which, you know, oh, for okay. a lot of people at, at 16 years of age is, is probably sure. quite similar. But um, so that sort of set me down that path of business, um, studied accounting, did, did a about 18 months in that and then promptly quit that job and took a job as a sales rep in the building industry, which my, right. I remember my mother actually cried when I told her. <laughs> uh, oh I'd hung up the, uh, the accountant's suit and uh, donned a mobile phone. Well, they, they were bricks back then, uh, yeah, back sure. in the 90s. Yeah, out on the road, did five years in sales and sales management. Um, really enjoyed that. Uh, sort of fell into financial planning after that. Um, okay. Uh, just an opportunity popped up and I just kind of followed the path, um, right. did some more but study. So even at this point then, so you were, you'd been working as a, uh, you know, kind of sales rep, if you like, within the building industry. Yes. Um, then you moved away from that a little bit, um, going into financial planning. But was, mm-hmm. the whole, was the whole trade space, I mean, your father presumably was still running in his work at that point. Were yep. you still, did you still feel very close to the whole trade space? Oh, absolutely. And look, yeah. I um, even through university, I worked as a farm labourer um, to, you know, pay my way through university and uh, and my friends, you know, as, as I went through that sort of sales role in the building industry, you know, I started to develop networks within the trade space. Uh, okay. And then even through financial planning, which I ended up buying into that business and, and sort of took over as a managing director as we grew it and, and uh, became quite large a lot of my clients were trade businesses because of mm. the area that I lived in. So, okay. You know, so, it, so it never, it, it, it doesn't sound like it ever kind of left you. You were never far from it. So at no. what point then did you decide, okay, I'm now going to do this. I'm going to absolutely become a specialist within the tradie space. What, what triggered that? It was pretty much, um, and I have to thank a, uh, well, I won't necessarily name him, but it was a, a, a fellow business coach because I'd been business coaching for about three years, I think, mm-hmm. um, three or four years, which happened after the financial planning, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and he just saw an opportunity to connect myself and another lady who was sort of working in, she was actually working in the tradie space as a virtual assistant. Um, her husband was oh, okay. a plasterer. And uh, that would be Michaela. Yes. So my my former co-host on the podcast. Gotcha. And so that literally was, you know, David said, hey, Warwick, uh, there's this other lady who's working with tradies. I know you're sort of dabbling with it. um, (laughs) And I know you work with a lot of trade businesses. You guys should have a cup of coffee. There might be some synergies there. Hmm. And so Michaela and I literally... 
both sat down at coffee and went, so hi, I'm Warwick and hi, I'm Michaela and what do you do and what do you do? And we just got chatting and, uh, and I can't remember who said it. I, I think I should give credit to Michaela at that point, but um, <laughs> she said, oh, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? And I'd been listening to podcasts at that stage. I was listening to Small Business, Big Marketing, religiously. Yep, Tim, yep. Yep, and getting into uh, uh, Timothy Ferris as well quite a sure. bit. Uh, and I thought I said to Michaela, yeah, I have actually been thinking about it, but I have no idea what to do. So, um, yeah, we, we started the Tradies Business Show, which is coming up four years um, mm. when we made that decision. And that was, that was part of what really galvanized my decision to, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this properly, and I'm yep. just going to 100% focus on the trade businesses. Okay. So, all right, brilliant. So now, so you started off initially running your podcast with Makeda. I now you're, I know that you're now sort of running it, running the podcast on your own. So yes. let's have a look though at your, what, what is your business? It's not just your podcast. Fortunately, um, no. <laughs> no. Okay. So what else are you doing? Is, is your life a hundred percent focused uh, into the support of, of, of tradespeople? Yeah, I um, the further I go, the the more rigid I guess I become with the rules around my niche and actually saying mm. no to working with other people, which is really hard to do because I love what I do and I love coaching people. Yeah, and I still get referrals to non-trade businesses, and I and I I almost have to like clench my fists and take a deep breath before <laughs> I say, "Look, I would love to work with you." And here's a number of a mate of mine who works with non-trade businesses. You know, it's like, oh, I don't like doing that. But All right, okay. um, I have to stay true to my label. So um, what I do is is uh, my work title is tradie wingman. Yep. Um, so I am a wingman to tradies in business. And, okay. uh, you know, the tagline is uh, helping tradies get off the tools and into true business ownership. Okay. And is that... Is, that's a that's a, a lovely line. Is is that a very true sentiment? Is that what most tradies want, or only at a certain stage in their business? I, it seems to be that's what they think they want, or what they need is to get off the tools, and that's a common bit of phraseology that gets sure. used by trade business owners. Is I got to get off the tools, and you know my, my knees are, are buggered, or my back's killing me, or I just can't keep up this pace anymore. Or they know they need to work more on the business if they want to get better results. But yep. uh, for me, it's about showing them a bit of the how-to, but also keeping them on track. Because mm. uh, I think like most business owners, um, including myself, they probably tend to slip off the path quite frequently. And um, and hence the wingman analogy is, you know, I love my, uh, my aviation and motorsport and all that sort of stuff. So it was just kind of, it was like, you know what? They need a they need a wingman. They need someone there just saying, "Hey, hey, just back over here." You know, you're getting yeah. a bit distracted there. Okay, so is is that? Uh, I mean, let's have a look. There's there's so many things I want to ask you. I'm going to slow myself <laughs> down a bit there. So you've mentioned there then that um, that a lot of tradespeople, or you've implied that a lot of tradespeople get to a point where, for sort of physical reasons, you know, as you said, their 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 back, their knees can be somewhat buggered. To use yep. your wording, um, <laughs> so you know that that's that's clearly one reason. Um, but is it? What are some of the other uh, sort of particular areas that that you find yourself coming back to time and again? Look, there's there's the usual 
um, menu of marketing and systems and uh, right. HR and uh, you know finance. I mean, I'm grateful for my background in business and and financial planning and accounting specifically because you know I can I can take tradies through a profit and loss and a cash flow forecast, but do it in a way that they can implement and understand and not feel completely overwhelmed or or uh, even invalidated, to be honest, um, about some of those things, which they find way out of their league in most cases. Um, so there's all the usual stuff that a business coach would work on with them. But some of the, I think the more, probably relates more to that niche, Robert, is there's a real um, struggle, I think, for tradies to make the transition from being a a guy or a girl who works with their hands and creates something and and does something um, to use their words productive. Yeah. Uh, mm, okay. And and to move from that to be doing what I do now uh, and and probably a lot of your listeners as well is sitting in an office in front of a computer and and with a telephone and somehow connecting that activity to creating something and mm. adding value to clients and, and, you know, the people around them. So I find a lot of them, particularly men struggle with that transition. You know, they yeah. feel like they're not doing anything worthwhile because they're just sitting in an office all day. It's so interesting, isn't it? Cause I do a lot of work with uh, sort of creative industries in my kind of coaching work. And, um, you know, so have a, a, there's a very similar parallel there. If you're working with a designer or an architect, you know, mm. but where, where they're often saying, well, I just I want to be I want to be doing the design I want to be doing the drawing I don't want to be doing this other stuff but yeah. it's um it is it's a, it's a, it's a struggle for a lot of creative people and clearly for tradespeople is you know which is the which is the bit you really want to do and mm. uh, you know which is the bit you kind of your business needs you to do so are you finding yeah. that um you know I when I think of tradespeople it, it's not or when people talk about tradespeople, it's not uncommon for for the perception to be okay. So there's there's the the kind of the guy in the van, um, and then there's always some. We assume there's often someone behind them, often their partner, their wife, their spouse, who's doing all the other bits. I mean, is that is that reality, or is that not really what it's like? It is, and I would. And look, I'm I'm uh, you know. 64% of statistics are made up on the spot. So I would say probably 80% plus of the clients I've worked with over 10 years uh, are husband and wife or, you know, couples, partners um, in business together, regardless of the size of the business, anywhere from yep. that man van scenario where, you know, the partner is generally at home doing the bookkeeping mm. and, and the admin stuff because often yes. there's a background in that. So who who is it you're talking to? You're talking to the guy or to the the, <laughs> the partner? I have to have a split personality, Robert. Mm. Uh, it's more and more now. I'm I'm speaking with the men in the first instance. I mean, over the years and historically, I find it's more often the the women who get in touch with me in terms of working together. Um, yeah, okay. It's like, we need to change something. You know, my husband or my partner is, is working his tail off. You know, something's got to change here. We never see him. There's not enough cash flow, et cetera, et cetera. So the woman is sort of making the first contact. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm seeing a bit of a shift in that. And I'm not sure if that's my marketing and my approach or if there's a, been a shift out there with men mm. uh, in business. But I do get a lot more contact from from men saying, I need to change something. Yeah, uh, okay. I recognize that. 
I would imagine that um, a good part of that must be your podcast because I mean, if there's if there's ever a podcast that's um, really well suited to its audience, it's surely yours because you know you've got people who are spending a fair part of their their day or a fair chunk of the day driving around, going to jobs, um, even on jobs where they're able to you know put their headphones in. So I mean, in that sense. Um, you know, I think podcasts are such a great medium, and I guess people are getting to really know you and hear you. But just going back to a moment, the situation you, you ex- described there, where you know, which is um, gradually changing as well, but where mm. it might be the partner who gets in contact with you. Um, that's a tricky one, isn't it? Because I've had that in sort of my coaching where it's sometimes a partner or I've had it a couple of times where it's a parent saying, yeah, my young mm. man started the business and he needs some help. Um, mm. But quite difficult when it's not the actual business owner themselves. How, is, how has that gone for you? you know, have you had many instances where you've then spoken to the tradie themselves and it's not been a very <laughs> sort of easy ride for you? What's, what's that been like? Uh, more times than I would like, Robert. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it does happen. And, mm. you know, I've got an instance at the moment, a client that <clears throat> I've, I've done some work with them. But in actual fact, the husband has essentially been a, a reluctant participant mm. in the process. Mm. And, uh, you know, the wife happens to own a, a business in a separate industry. Um, she you know, was referred to me by a, a friend who heard about my podcast and, uh, you know, we made contact, sat down with both of them. They agreed to do some work and then the husband promptly went missing. So, you mm. know, he's gone and buried himself in the business, is very resistant to change, doesn't right. really believe that you should have to work on the business. You should just be working hard in the business. Mm. And so, unfortunately, you know, we're, we're probably going to stop working together because I can't, I can't affect change can't if I can't that. work guy who's in that business you know Mm. so it does happen um not fortunately it's not the majority of cases but it is it is fairly common yeah okay so um interesting so with the you know your position uh very much as a wingman which again i think that's um you know it's a great title that you've kind of given yourself are you are you very i mean responsive do you find that you're getting a call from somebody on the way to a job saying, oh my God, oh my God, I, I need help with this. Help me, Warwick. I mean, is that how you operate? Are you, are you like an emergency plumber? I mean, how does... <laughs> Sometimes. Um, okay. it, doesn't, it doesn't happen that often, to be honest. And part of that is the process that I take clients through to make sure that they're sort of set up with the, um, they've got the first aid kit at hand as far as business goes. Um, And there is a bit of clarity about, okay, here's the process we're going to go through. Yes, I'm available for people and and I use technology to to make myself available in a, I guess, a a leveraged and manageable way. Um, And I do get the odd crisis message where, you know, a key staff member has left, what the heck do we do now? Or, hey, I've got this opportunity. Can you help me make a decision on it? Because I've got to get back to someone today. Um, so that does happen, but generally I try through my process and through my, my coaching with people is make things less exciting because, uh, one of my mentors has always said that, um, business should be boring. You know, if, if business has got drama in it, it's, it's bad, you know, it's going to cost you money or you'll make poor decisions. So Hmm, I try and find that balance between the two. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that interesting way to look at it? Business should be boring. (laughs) I'm not sure that I buy into that, but I can see, I can see where your, where your mentor is coming from. Okay. So 
a really delightful niche that you're developing that you have developed um you know i can see that and i and i can see that coaching podcasting you know perfect um mm. skills that you that you've developed that you have and and i love the way you've come into um your business with that really kind of deep-seated business knowledge financial knowledge you know that that's terrific. What what else do you do for your audience? I mean, just intrigued to how how else do you serve them? Are there any other things that you deliver? Yeah, and I've I've done a lot of work on this in the last six months. I guess I've I've been through a bit of a, a personal um, <clears throat> evolution, or perhaps a genesis might be a better uh, better term for it over the last few years, few Come life on, changes. And you're not suggesting it. it's not a midlife crisis, then you're saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just coincidence, Robert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did um, buy a motorbike though a couple of years ago. So oh, maybe okay, that okay. I think but, I think the listeners know what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. All right. No, seriously. So, so what? T- tell us a bit more about that. So, I've what I've done in the last six months is really look at how I can go deeper with my niche um, because that's mm. how I'm going to serve them better is, is if I essentially understand their needs even more than just that surface level. I'm, look, I'm not the only guy or girl out there um, servicing this, this market. Um, there's quite, quite a number of great coaches and mentors out there working with trades um, and contractors. But I guess you know, I have a particular passion and purpose, you know, my backstory, I mentioned my father and, and he's sure. very ill now. And, and, yeah. um, you know, mum and dad don't have any money. They're, they're sort of just surviving on an age pension because dad never, never got mm-hmm. his business to be a business. He was just always a self-employed builder um, yep. and made a wage. So, um, what I've been working on over the past six months is really looking at, okay, well, what's the, the evolution of a, of a tradie and a tradie business and mm. pretty much designing my services and, and content and everything around people at, at different stages in that evolution so that I can help them move to the level they want to, you know, not what, where I think they should be, but some of, some of my clients, they just want to make a bit more money and work mm. some less, you know, less hours and that's right. it. And that's fine. Yeah. Okay. So I'm very sorry to hear about your father, but so, are you saying there then, I just want to make sure I heard that properly, that what you're looking to do is to um, sort of uh, dive deeper into the support you can give them so that they don't end up in that same situation? Is that Absolutely. what you're saying? Yeah, okay. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally had a conversation three days ago with my, uh, I, I refer to her as my marketing ninja, but really she's she's a hell of a lot more than that. Um, right. And so just talking about, you know, she was grilling me essentially on well, what what is my purpose in all of this? You know, because we're right. designing some new products and about to uh, do some more work with you know membership sites and that sort of stuff. Yeah, and I said, you know what, I want to break the cycle of husbands and wives in in trade businesses that have money stress, time stress that creates relationship stress. And then that flows onto the, the children of those relationships as well. Yep. Um, and it just gets perpetuated out there. Mm. And so I'm, I'm, I'm working at the moment on, I guess, building more of that into my, my coaching as well is, is yeah, okay. um, you know, the number of conversations I have with husbands and wives just to try and support them to, work together better and actually be kinder to each other because they're under mm. so much stress mm. financially or, or time-wise um, so that it doesn't become worse than that, you know, because it doesn't have to be. 
Uh, it doesn't have yeah. to be as hard as it, it's, it is. Yeah, look, yeah. Um, so another question I've got. When I sometimes observe, and, you know, this is not with any um, kind of deep-seated knowledge. It literally is just observation. But I see people in trade businesses that um, that do well, that seem to get it going, and they, you know, make a reasonable amount of money. But I'm not convinced that they're necessarily spending that money where they ought to. Um, you know, I see I see tradies that that um, get to a level of success where suddenly the what was a sort of you know slightly a very purposeful Ute is now a V eight <laughs> lowered customized. You know, like it's I get like, where you're going, Robert. You know, it's had a lot of money spent it, and I'm a bit like you. I'm a bit of a revhead too, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you observe that? Is that is that a bit of an issue sometimes for tradespeople? Do they tend when they're making it? Do they tend to just kind of blow it? And if so, you know, what can you do about that? Uh, yes, a lot like the the oversimplified answer would be yes. Uh, you know, I'm thinking back over a whole bunch of clients that I've worked with and even currently working with, and I th- mm. I don't know what where that stems from. So I don't want to be arrogant. And, no. and, you know, supposed to know why that happens. But I do see it a bit. And I, my take on that, so my personal opinion on that is that it seems to be related to that identity stuff. You know, it's, mm. it's something that probably most of us struggle with at one time or another. You know, you, we, we sort of laughed about midlife crisis earlier. But mm. I think it's that whole thing of, of knowing who we are and what's important to us. And I, I think a lot of that is just driven around that's the way they were mentored. It's what mm. they've seen. Uh, and, you know, they're seeking some sort of meaning or identity out there. So, you know, you make all this money and they've, they've probably not had that much money before. Not mm. exactly sure what to do with it. So I guess I'll go and upgrade the ute mm. um, because I like my ute. <laughs> yeah. Instead of, well, what if I put some of this into a self-managed super fund or mm. You know, maybe did something along those lines, which is yeah. again uh, where my yeah financial yeah. planning side comes into it. Yeah, that's right. And look, and I don't, I don't. You know, I'm, hey, I've gone through the whole motorbike thing myself. <laughs> you know, and uh, guilty. Um, I, I guess it happens to a lot of us in our own businesses. Is is when if you know, particularly in the early stage, when we're perhaps a little bit sort of. Um, younger in our business and in our in our lives is is if we've kind of got a fair bit in there we sometimes in the bank we sometimes do blow it but I guess part of that the challenge that we have that you have particularly with the audience that you've got um, to help them not get to the situation that your your father's in and indeed Mm. my father was in a very similar situation also um, Mm. is to start thinking now about the future and to start Mm planning a little bit more which is you know it's not that's clearly not just um by any means restricted to people in trades it's to any of us in our businesses so anyway going back to a point i I love the way you were talking there that what you see as your role now is to get deeper into your niche and to serve them better so looking forward what do you see for your business in the future where do you where might you be in three or four or five years, do you think? So 
I, and you probably caught me at a good time with this, Robert, because I've done a bit of work on this. You know, I've actually started taking some of my own medicine as a business coach, nice. so uh, doing some planning and, uh, and some vision setting. Uh, for me, it's, it's about reaching more um, tradespeople yeah. at all stages of their evolution. And, uh, you know, I've been business coaching for a long time. I, I get great results with clients. I love what I do, but it's, it's, a, it's a service that's, you know, really only suited to a, a smaller percentage of the marketplace. And so mm-hmm. I figure if I'm going to really interrupt some of these cycles or, or break some of these patterns, I need to, to be able to provide access to people at, at earlier stages of their journey as well. So, um, you know, I've, I've created a, a group uh, to add to the other millions of groups on Facebook, but, you know, right. we've got a, a group um, which is, you know, there's no selling or anything there. It's really just a support community um, for tradies. And I guess that's really the basis of, of everything that I want to do over the next couple of years is is just really build a strong community like like yeah, you've done yeah. and, and the people around you with Flying Solo. Um, yeah, yeah. It, but but make it a niche of tradespeople and, and yes. a community of tradespeople that yep. are all supporting each other and swapping ideas and airing their, their problems and wins and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, from there, it, it really goes through to sort of entry-level work or just access to, to premium content and things that are going to help them in their day-to-day life right through obviously to what I've been doing for a number of years, which is, mm. you know, working one-on-one or, or one with, with several as a as a coach and a mentor and, and a guide through that process yeah that's okay that's a that's a lovely plan so it, it is very much to build a community uh, around you and to have something that has value other than just the sort of the hours in the day that warwick bidwell can sort of sell absolutely basically. absolutely yeah. and then mm. the longer term vision robert is really doing what I do best, which is this sort of thing, you know, creating mm. content, thinking, um, coming up with ways for people to to affect change in their lives, but disseminating that in a way that it gets out to thousands of people instead mm. of, you know, tens or, or hundreds of people uh, over a period of time and doing it quicker because I'm, you know, we, we talk about middle age. It's like I'm starting to feel like I need to get this change happening out there in the world and I need to do it quicker because I don't want to run out of time and, and all of a sudden find myself going, oh, geez, I wish I'd, I'd implemented that sooner or, yeah. you know, taken that step sooner. Oh, excellent. So you get a lot of energy from your niche, don't you? I can, you know, I can hear it in your voice. Uh, it's not a niche that, um, that, is, that in, sounds like it's in any way tiring you. It sounds like it really invigorates you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And... Again, not specific to me, but I have I have some current and and past clients who are coming to my wedding uh, this year because it's just you know you develop. I'm working with people and I'm and I'm yeah. developing connections with people. So mm-hmm. yes, it's a business and there's content and you know there's lots of stuff to to consider there. But I literally got into business coaching eleven years ago now um, because I was passionate about helping people and helping families especially you know those those hardworking small business owners that are a big part of particularly here in australia you know they're a massive part of our economy and our our uh, employer force um and i can't remember the stats but you know um small business employee i think it's something like 80 percent of Mm. of uh workers in australia yeah i think it's more than that yeah for me that was that's really what drives 
my work. So yeah. I don't, I don't find it a chore at all. Actually, I get frustrated because I don't get as much done and, and out there and help as many people as I wish I could, <laughs> not because I have to actually wake up and do what I do. You know, it's, it's the opposite. Yeah. Okay. That's terrific. So uh, congratulations getting married. When's that? How, how far away is that? <laughs> Uh, so I, th- I think uh, my fiance tells me it's something like forty-seven days or something. So she's yeah, counting down. You're supposed to know this. You're supposed to know that yourself. <laughs> I need to put a, a countdown timer in my calendar, Robert. <laughs> I think I do, yeah. Okay, now that's terrific. So, Warwick, if we want to find out uh, more about you and have a, I think for people listening who um, maybe you're also very interested in in the work that you're doing in building such a such a strong niche, where's the best place to go? Look, the first step would be uh, tradywingman.com and uh, and to be honest, from there, you'll find all of the other rabbit holes that lead to my social media accounts, which are all Trady Wingman. So you'll find me on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. Everything's Trady Wingman everywhere. Um, and uh, yeah, by all means, uh, you know, always I'm always happy to talk, as you know, Robert. I love, I love yeah. talking. Uh, I inherited okay. that from my dad. But uh, yeah, tradywingman.com is probably the best place um, and especially social media. I'm pretty active uh, sure. on all the social accounts. So. Terrific. And does your fiance like uh, riding pillion? She does actually. We're, uh, <laughs> I've, I'm dragging her along. There's a, there's a demo uh, day on Saturday. That's I'm not a very nice without... image, dragging her along. I mean, she's, she's <laughs> not sitting on the on motorcycle. The... No, 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 good. She's sitting I'm on the motorcycle. I'm currently without a bike, so uh, oh, okay. I need to get another one because I'm, I'm feeling a little bit uh, strange not having a motorcycle. Right. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, we'll let you wrestle with that one yourself. <laughs> Okay, well, look, um, well, congratulations, and I hope you have a great wedding, and I say all strength to your dear father. And uh, Warwick Bidwell, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Robert. Always a pleasure, mate. Thank you. And before I go, don't forget that when it comes to creating a truly enjoyable and prosperous business, Flying Solo gets you. Premium membership has all the tips and tools you'll need for just $99. Head to the join page to learn more. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au.